Well, hey, good morning. My name is John Teague. I am one of the pastors at Two Rivers Church. We're coming to you live on Facebook again from the Skipper Upper, from Skip and Emily Skipper's living room. Uh, hope you're doing well this morning or whenever you may be watching this. And for everyone who may not be connected to Two Rivers Church in any way and you just happen to catch this online, we're so glad that you're watching uh, and we hope that you'll, you'll jump in to the comment section. Uh, if you don't see a comment section on the video, you might just have to tap the video and it'll open up a different window and you'll be able to see the comments there and interact. One of our favorite things last week was how uh, you just jumped in and started chatting with folks. In fact, uh, I was laughing in another room watching this because as Chris was sharing his message, uh, you know, our Two Rivers folks were uh, chatting it up and hanging out and welcoming new people that uh, we had never met before. Uh, that is so the ethos of our church family. And so that was really fun to watch and I invite you to continue to do that. Even now, as I'm talking, you may be welcoming and greeting folks. I want to make a couple of announcements for everyone. Uh, first, to parents. Parents, we know that you're starting to adjust now to homeschooling your kids if you've got kids that are in school right now. And uh, we also know that that can feel overwhelming. Uh, we don't want to give you more to do, but uh, when our kids aren't gathering for church on Sunday mornings at Uwa Elementary School, uh, they're not in their classrooms, they're not hanging out with their great teachers and hearing about God's big story. And so we've tried to make it as easy as possible by giving you a bunch of links on our website. If you go to 2rc.org and go to the kids page, you can actually find that at 2rc.org slash kids. Uh, you'll, you'll find a bunch of resources there. There's links there to videos that you can watch that are super fun. My kids love them. Uh, there's parent guides for how to have conversations with your kids. We try to make it as easy as possible for you to connect with your kids and, and teach them something about Jesus. And by the way, you don't have to be connected to 2RC uh, in order to get those resources. Just go out and get those and, uh, and play along with your families. And here's the second thing I wanted you to know. Right now, typically this time of year, our, our small groups are meeting in living rooms all around town throughout the week. We're obviously not doing that right now. We're, we're not gathering together, but uh, we're going to continue to post some what we're calling table guides. So there'll be uh, some questions for you to consider uh, that go along with the themes, the conversations we're going to be having here on Sundays. And they'll also have uh, a, a place for you to follow along with a prayer guide. And so just want to give you some resources to continue to track along with us during the week. All right, I want to read from Psalm 34. If you've got a Bible near you, you might want to uh, pull that out. Or you might just want to close your eyes and listen as, uh, as I begin to read uh, Psalm 34. This is God's word, and I think it's very timely um, for us in this season. Psalm 34, verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad something about praising God that does something in our hearts that stirs up gladness and joy. Then David says this, 
oh, magnify the Lord with me and let's exalt his name together. So now he's inviting all of us in. Let's do this together. Let's worship him. Let's exalt him. Let's lift up his name and thank him together. He says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you through this incredible gift of technology. Though we cannot gather together, we can still lift up your name. We can still praise you. We can worship you. And in a way, as we're watching this all around our community, around our country, maybe even around the world, we're, we're doing this together. God, thank you for our church family. Thank you for everyone who's watching. And God, we, we pray this morning, wherever we may be in our hearts, whether we're anxious, whether we're tired, whether we're glad, God, would you meet us here today as we gather you speak to us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so if we were gathering at Uwa Elementary School right now, we would we would have a meet and greet right now, and uh, we're not, obviously cannot really do that with, with uh, our setup, but here's what we can do. You can go out on the comments section of this live stream right now on Facebook, and uh, you can answer this question. We're going to call this the, the quarantine question. And here it is. Here's what I want you to answer. What has been your quarantine craving this past week? As, as we've been doing less and, and, and going fewer places and we're at home more and we're tempted to hit the pantry or the fridge, what's been your go-to quarantine craving? Go ahead and put that in the comments and we'll be back in just a second.
Hey there, good morning. It is indeed good to be back here together. And uh, last week was really fun and it was significant. I just want to affirm you, it was incredible to see how many people showed up. So we had over 4,000 views of this Facebook Live last week. 55 shares, 120 comments. So even though obviously we can't be together in person, at least we can be together continuing this conversation here this morning. And we're starting something a little bit different as everything has sort of been turned upside down now. And so what we're going to be doing for now and in the coming weeks is something we're calling living room conversations. And what we wanted to do is to talk about the things that you're already talking about in your living rooms and exploring what matters most now. So what's going on? What's stirring in your heart? What are you struggling and wrestling with? Well, we hope to have those conversations here and now. So this morning, we're going to begin by talking about our relationships. And all of this is going to be under the context of I'm going to share a little bit of God's Word to frame out the conversation theologically and biblically. And then we're going to have a couple of special guests, including this morning. (laughs) Get ready. Uh, who are going to share their perspective on that conversation. So very excited about that and so thankful that you joined us here this morning. And what I wanted to do is to ask you a quick question. And the question is this, how are you? How are you doing? Really? And if you have a moment, maybe if you could think of one simple word that would describe or define how you're doing right now, What is that word? It's amazing what can happen in one week's time. Last week, this whole thing felt like kind of a snow day, and we're all having fun. And this week, it feels a little bit like there's an apocalypse going on, and we're not all that sure what's happening. So where are you, and how are you? Type it down below just so that we can hear from you. We'd love for you to have a moment just to share where you're at so we can know, and we can know how to pray, and we can engage one another in the midst of this. I have one question that I wanted us to explore together, but I'm sure if you're maybe a mom, you're probably exhausted because on top of your regular duties of taking care of a home and a family, you've now become a homeschool teacher, uh, which is, uh, at least for my mom with our four kids, not my mom, but my wife, My mom's great. She's great, but she's not homeschooling me anymore. But my wife, on the other hand, is homeschooling our four kids, and it's a little bit bonkers in our house. But uh, she's tired and, uh, and navigating more than she's ever had to navigate as we translate our life into this new normal. If you're a dad or a husband, I'm sure you're stressed because as you think about finances or resources, And maybe as you've taken a look at the stock market or your portfolio or you've heard that there might be layoffs or financial situations or your job being threatened, we're considering what does this mean for our family and what are we going to do? And we don't even have March Madness to distract us or the Masters. Or for those who aren't sports fans, we've already seen Fixer Upper like twice and there's nothing new from Chip and Joe. So where are you, and how are you processing all of this? Well, the question that I want to explore today is this. How do we stay steady when it feels like everything around us is falling apart? How do we stay grounded and rooted when the world feels like it's upside down? Isaiah 40, verse 8 says this. 
The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. And so together for just a few moments, I want for us to look at the word of God. It is true. It is unchanging, and yet it will change and shape us. So open up your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1. We're going to look at just three verses really quickly, and then I promise we'll have our guests on here in a moment, and we'll get to hear from them and how they process this question that we're going to look at together as we open up God's word. Psalm 1, verse 1, starts out this way. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is on the law of the Lord. And on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in all he does he prospers. You know, this is a picture of someone who is thriving in all circumstances. This is, this is something that we need, even right now, as we think about we're kind of in a drought season where we don't know what's going on and things are starting to dry up, like toilet paper, patience, <laughs> even financial resources. And so how do we thrive in the midst of even the hardest of seasons? And we see here in verse one, three things that we're encouraged not to do in verse two, two things we're encouraged to do, and then a promise there in verse three of what we can expect if we do these things and avoid those things. But what we have in here, and we see the first word in Psalm 1-1 is blessed. So this is a beatitude. It's a pronouncement of blessing, something that we can expect if we do these things. And it's interesting as you look at that word blessed in the Hebrew, it literally means to advance it means to go straight or to move forward. So think now for a moment, how do we move ahead in this season? How do we go forward? We will be blessed if we do these things. And so what are the things that we're first encouraged to avoid? Look back at verse 1 again with me. We'll see here, blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, who doesn't stand in the way of sinners, and doesn't sit in the seat of of scoffers. So you see here, like the question is, what are the primary voices and influences in our life? What are the things that we're listening to and watching? If you're like me, it's probably the news and your news feed. News, then news feed. News, then we kind of toggle back and forth reading articles and we're, we're, we're checking out our favorite, you know, TV stations and news stations and, and websites to see what's going on in the world. And, and that's okay. That's prudent. That's how we're staying connected. But the question is, are, are the right influences the most important and significant influences in our lives? And it's interesting, that first verse there, it says, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Now, when you hear wicked and I hear wicked, I think, you know, tridents and horns and witches and goblins. But that's not what that literally means. It means to be loose or unstable. So think about the influences now that are in our lives that maybe are leading us to be unstable. I was actually thinking about myself this week, and I don't know about you, but it seems like the highs are maybe even higher, but the lows are, are considerably lower, and I have been less than stable this week. I don't know if that's how you've felt, too. So the psalmist here says to avoid these influences, and if you have them in your life, to make sure that they're balanced out by these things. Look at verse 2 there. This is what we're invited to do in this psalm, to delight in the law 
of the Lord, to meditate on the law. When we delight in the law, this is our heart's natural response to something that is beautiful or is valuable. So this is what happens when I get to see my smoking hot wife. It delights. I see her and there's a natural reaction. She is beautiful. I love her. She is valuable to me. This is what we do with the law of the Lord. It is our soul's desire and need to connect with God and his word will help us do that. But not only delight in the law, but meditate on the law. Meditate. Think about God's word. That word for meditate, it just means careful and sustained thought. So what are we thinking about? What are we ruminating on? What's sticking in our brains in terms of the most significant influences in our lives? And if we'll do these things, if we'll allow God through his word to be that which sustains us, then here's what we can expect. Look at verse 3. This is a beautiful promise. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season and its leaf does not wither and all he does he prospers so no matter what season we're in no matter bad or crazy things get we can expect that we're not going to wither we can expect that we're going to bear fruit and that we're going to prosper and it's funny as i think about this like bears fruit who who cares about bearing fruit. Let me tell you who cares about us bearing fruit. Everyone that is around us <laughs> that we don't have to avoid or socially distance ourselves from. That's our family. That's our roommates. This is our closest friend. Here's the beautiful thing about bearing fruit. When my tree is bearing fruit, the people around me get to be nourished by the fruit that's on that tree. And it's a beautiful and important thing. How can they do that? And where does that fruit come? Well, that's me being close to a stream of water that nourishes me and then now others can be nourished through me. What is that fruit? Well, Paul talks about in Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Now, be honest, it's that those words don't really describe uh, me this week. Uh, as we've all been adjusting, I've been short on all of that fruit, and maybe you have too. But here's how we can be guaranteed that there will be fruit on our trees that others can be nourished by. And this is the promise that we have if and when we take God's word and we allow it to be the primary influence in our lives, in our minds, and in our hearts. So here's what I wanted to do this morning. It's a little bit different. I want to bring up a couple of friends of mine. It's Katie and David Dees. Come on up, Katie and David. I'm going to scoot over here as they come up. And they're going to help us understand what it looks like to explore this question of how do we stay steady when it feels like life is chaotic and crazy. So let me ask you a first question. Say, say hi to Katie and David, everybody. Hello. Good morning. If you don't know Katie and David, Katie is actually on staff with us at Two Rivers. Um, she's our communications director, and she manages the office and does so much for us. David is... Uh, an elder in process, so we haven't yet gotten to take that vote officially, but uh, I'm sure it's a foregone conclusion as well. But that's not why I have you here today. Why I wanted Katie and David to share with us today is because of who you are and how you process life so authentically. And really, I just want to hear from you as a mom and a wife and you as a dad, a husband, as a provider. So let me ask this first question. What, as you have processed this season that none of us could have expected or planned for, has been... Uh, what has been the most fun thing that you didn't expect that's happened? And then also tell us what's been hard. And think about in terms of your marriage, your family, your home, process along those lines. 
Let me go first. Sure. Um, so first I'll start with the hard and then I'll go to the good. The hard has been for me as a dad slash husband slash provider, it's been uh, from the provider standpoint, 80% of our income is 100% commission. So in the real estate business, I'm kind of looking ahead and saying, okay, we can get by in this season, like for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But like if this lingers on into the summer and it takes, you know, more quarantine precautions may be coming, mm -hmm. like that's where I really start to get anxious mm -hmm. and nervous. Uh, just because what would our lives look at if we were to go a couple of months without a paycheck or without an income? Um, and so, and also I had the tendency to try to uh, beat myself up sometimes about not being more prepared for this. Mm. And it's kind of like, well, I didn't see this coming and most people didn't see this coming. So I think yeah. being able to give myself grace uh, for not being ready for this uh, and knowing that God's in control. Um, and then the, the happy thing for me has been uh, being able to spend more time with my family, be at home. Mm. And Katie and I have been able to like, tag team things more mm -hmm. where it seemed like maybe we were just kind of surviving and ships passing in the night before the quarantine. Yeah. Um, now it's been kind of us getting to do things more together. And mm -hmm. so that's been cool and rewarding in its own way. And uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for processing both of those, the heavy, the hard, and also the fun. What about you, Katie? What's this look like for you as a wife and a mom? Well, I think as a <laughs> wife and a mom, it's the, I'll start with the hard too, and then I'll go to the good. So the hard has been, um, you know, well, one, we're looking at homeschooling our kids, mm -hmm. as a lot of moms are, which mm -hmm. we never prepared for. Um, we are, you know, um, strictly, you know, looking at what our finances are going to look like in a few months. So me trying to support David through that and be an encourager through that. Um, as well as, you know, um, us work through that together. Uh, I think it's easy as a woman scrolling through your newsfeed to see, you know, oh, people are working out from home. People are making these Pinterest worthy wheel meals and their homes are still perfectly in order yeah. and their homes, they're doing all these fun homeschool activities. Um, and I think just allowing myself to have grace as a mm. mom and a wife and be like, you know, what I don't see is the pile of laundry that's off the camera. Mm -hmm. What I don't see is, you know, us fighting over teaching my kids how to do math. Um, that's all real, and I think that we're all navigating that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But what has been really sweet is just David and I getting to, um, because we are living, like, in, in total faith right now, is uh, our house is full of a lot more prayer. Mm. It's full of a lot more worship, um, and it's full of a lot more... Uh, like togetherness yeah we're like doing this together um so that's been just a sweet reminder to remember like what matters is like what's within the walls of our home that's what matters most is like how we're navigating this as a family and modeling this to our children um and so just getting to have some really important conversations that we probably wouldn't have mm. otherwise has mm. been really special yeah you, as we were talking about this uh, a couple days ago, you were sharing about David. So I know David won't say this about himself, so I'll let you say this yes. about him in terms of how significant his influence and leadership has been. So talk about what his influence in your home has been in terms of his connectedness to God and For being sure. rooted like we're talking about in Psalm 1. Yeah, well, what I shared the other day with the staff is um, just how fortunate I am to have such a godly, loving husband who has chosen to be gentle um, <laughs> who's chosen to be gentle when um, it would probably be easy to be angry um, or chosen you know to give grace when I'm afraid or express my feelings um, so yeah he's just continually pointing us and our family back to Jesus and that um, that's just been like 
it, it gives me security. Obviously, we have security in Christ, but in having a godly leader in our home has given me such security. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's been Thanks. wonderful to see. <laughs> so talk to us, David, as uh, some of us maybe, you know, leading your family spiritually for a lot of guys that's really intimidating the whole idea people might see you from afar and say that's david he's you know and i'm never so uh, talk to us practically Mm -hmm. about how um, we might lead and love and serve our families in such a way that could bring our focus on god for the first time or back to god Mm -hmm. after the fearful kind of responses that are human and natural sure i think for me what's been helpful first has been to acknowledge where we are this is stressful. It is uh, a scary time. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of unknown, and just acknowledging that up front and to be okay with that. Like that's, mm-hmm. it is where it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, being okay with that, I would say also to 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 say it's we're in a home of five of us with the baby, um, and so we're around each other more. And the microscope kind of feels like it's more on me. Like my kids are watching me a whole lot more mm-hmm. through this season than they normally would be, just because we're home together. Um, so I think that kind of is humbling and puts it in perspective and it's like, what other option do I have right now other than to seek the Lord with everything that I have in this moment? Um, because if not, and I'm running on my own energy and my own strength, um, I don't like the outcome of that as much as I would seeking the Lord. So, um, I don't feel like I've done it that well. I'm sure that's really encouraging to hear my wife say that, but I believe, believe you me, I've not felt like I've got this. Um, I don't feel like a superhero dad that puts his cape on. I'm, 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 I've been pretty stressed and pretty uh, concerned, but uh, it's, it's nice to hear that. Um, so I think being in the Word uh, more and, and, and just uh, praying, Jesus' prescription for anxiety is prayer. And so I think being able to be on my face and just be like, hey, this is where we are, Lord, and I need you to follow through on the promises that you made, and I, and I trust that you will. And so I think remembering that as my circumstances change, as our circumstances change mm-hmm. as a family, remembering that God hasn't changed. He's uh-huh. the same God that yes. before coronavirus, um, he's the same God. He's the same king, and he's going to be on his throne beyond coronavirus. Uh-huh. And so there's a lot of hope to be had in that, uh-huh. and uh, something that you're probably not going to find in the world. But if you look to Jesus, um, you know that he's stable and he's unchanging uh-huh. and that he's right here with us, and nothing's going to separate us from his love. Nothing's going to... Um, cause him to be disappointed in the way we handled this season. He knows it's kind of a survival mode right now. And, and I think that uh, being able to use that as a, as a call to repentance in a way and just shifting my perspective for myself and my resources onto God and what he would have me to do and, and who he is and letting him be uh, my biggest resource through this time as opposed to money or other things that we may usually get our uh, hope and security in. Yeah, yep. I love it. Uh, so do the same thing for us. Uh, Katie, what sure. word of encouragement would you give uh, women that are single or young moms or older moms? Like, what, what would you say would be what has sustained you, what has helped you stay connected and keep your focus on God, even as we know that that's going to be the thing that's going to allow us to bear fruit and, sure. and out of season? Yeah. I think uh, just to piggyback off what David said, I think modeling this for our kids has been a huge thing. We've had a lot of really intentional conversations about, like, we are going to be eating leftovers a lot more this week to make sure, you know, our food lasts and we're not having to go to the store. And so I think us choosing not to complain, mm-hmm. us choosing to have joy and be happy and to still keep our family as normal as possible mm-hmm. has been really important. Like, I would just encourage you, if your family's already silly, like, 
keep being silly. Be sillier. If mm-hmm. your family is affectionate, keep doing that because your kids are going to find security in seeing that you're mm-hmm. still the same and your mm-hmm. family is still the same, um, even though a lot of circumstances aren't the same. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, too, the major thing that um, has kept me fixated on Jesus and in peace would be um, just like the perspective shift of like there's too much at stake. The world is watching us. Yeah. Unbelievers are watching us. Mm-hmm. Um, loved ones that we have are watching how we navigate this with our family, how we navigate this, how this affects our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, the three things that I feel like we've been really working on is choosing, um, you know, grace over conflict, surrender over control, and faith over fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actively trying to work those out with our kids. And it can sound really heavy to say, like, the world is watching us as believers, but it's not heavy mm-hmm. because we're not pulling from our own mm-hmm. wealth. Mm-hmm. Every day we can wake up and we can pull from the well of Christ and we can pull mercy and grace mm-hmm. and peace, and it doesn't have to flow from us. Um, and so I think we're playing worship music and we're praying because we need that. Like, mm-hmm. that's not, like, we we will run completely dry if that's what we're mm-hmm. doing. Um but it's been a convicting and a reminder. Like our house should be like this all of the time, mm-hmm. not just um, not just during you know coronavirus, mm-hmm. which hopefully this will never happen again. But you know, not yeah. just during times of like struggle or fear. You know, it, um, that should be our home all of the time. I love the emphasis there on choosing something because yeah. if we just allow our uh, probably in our flesh, we're going to drift in a way that's not going to be good. Will you say those three things one more time? The three. Yeah, uh, sure. So I think the three things that we're working on in our family is choosing um, grace over conflict, Mm -hmm. surrender over control, that one's really hard, and Uh um, faith over fear. Mm. Really, really, really good stuff. Thank you for bearing your hearts and your souls for us. And the hope, really, and the encouragement that we want to leave you with are these two words. Uh, One is to delight and the law of the Lord, and then meditate on the law of the Lord. And so what, it, what does that look like? Well, Psalm 33 is where we want to point you this week. As John said, we've got some guides that we're going to get to you so that this week you can you know what to delight on and meditate on. Maybe you've already got something you've been reading and a devotional you've been doing, which is great. But we as a church, and if you're not a part of our church, jump in and, uh, and begin to see how it's incredible. You would think that this psalm was written in this season, yeah. in response to what's going on in, in the world. And so this is just how we see that God's word, it's always relevant. God's spirit is going to take it and apply it to those places and times that we need it the most. So I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you to spend time every day reading a little bit of Psalm 33. Talk about it. Meditate on it. Reflect on it. Chew on it. And see how it can begin to permeate your mind and soul in such a way that we'll see some of these promises there in verse 3. Of Psalm 1 are going to happen. I want to leave you with one quote, and then I'm going to have you guys pray for us as we wrap up here. This is from uh, Paul Tripp. I read this uh, this week, and it just stood out and seems so perfect for kind of where we are and what we've been talking about today. Here's what Tripp says. He said, God designed us with the ability to be afraid because he loves us and he wants to protect us. Be afraid, but don't give way to fear. Giving way to fear is characterized by meditating on the trouble we are facing and forgetting God in the process. This fear reveals itself when we allow our minds and our hearts to be controlled by what was initially appropriate concern. Is the pandemic, or anything that makes you afraid for that matter, 
all you think about, all you read about, and all you talk about. If any type of trouble consumes your meditation, the larger it will loom, the more impossible a solution will seem, and the more frightened you'll become. The problem is that your meditation has been consumed by the trouble you're facing. So what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that we're meditating on the Word of God, on the law of the Lord. We're, we're dwelling and delighting on it this week as a people, as a family. And I'd love for the two of you to close us in prayer, and then we'll be done. Sure. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and thank you <clears throat> again for the opportunity to gather through technology. And we just thank you that uh, you have reminded us and called us back to you through this time and that as we have our minds focus on anxiety and focus on worry and concern and what ifs and, and, and that you were faithful and unchanging and that we can always come back to you and always look to you to be our security and our hope and so I just thank you for the reminder of who you are I thank you for your faithfulness and I pray that you would help me and, and my friends and everybody part of Two Rivers Church to be able to draw on your promises and to grab hold of them this week. And as we seek you in your word and through the Psalms, as David prayed, I pray that we would echo those prayers and be able to just connect with you, Lord, in a new and invigorating way. I pray that you would just refresh us through this season and that we would be able to just rest in the unknown and the uncertainty. Uh, we know that you are bigger than this and that you are in control and you still sit on your throne. That's right. And we thank you that we're allowed to approach you confidently because of your work on the cross and what you've done for us. And so we thank you for that access that we have to you, Father, through your son, Jesus. I pray that we would lead into you more and that you would just fill us with your Holy Spirit this week and allow us to be sensitive to your presence and to know that you are near and you are not far away. And that you have called each of us by name to worship you and to seek you. And so I just thank you for my friends at home that are watching maybe experiencing unrest and some anxiousness this week, I thank you for your peace and that your mercy is new for us every morning so that when we wake up, we have your strength to go through our day and we can look to you as the author and perfecter of our faith and keep our eyes on you. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to, um, I just want to pray for the women and specifically, Lord God, I, I just want to bring them um, to your feet and know that, um, that you are a loving Father, that you are a holy King. And so, Lord, I just pray for moms that are navigating homeschooling, um, for young women who are worried about parents or family members, um, for women who are feeling of a home that doesn't have children. God, for single moms who need strength, they don't have a partner to walk through this with, Lord. I just bring these women, your children, your daughters to you, and I just ask for peace. Lord, we know that your word promises that you are a peace giver, um, that you see us, that you're a provider, and we know that um, even when things feel uncertain and we're weary or we're tired or we're angry, that you see us, God. You meet us right where we are. Uh, there's no shame in that. 
Um, and so if our kids are watching Netflix and eating SpaghettiOs for the fourth time this week, there's <laughs> grace for that. Um, and so Lord, I just pray that you allow these women to give themselves grace and that you remind them that you are a well that never runs dry and that every morning they can wake up and they can draw from your living water, Lord Jesus, um, that they can draw peace and joy and kindness. Um, and Lord, that you would just surround us as women with community that we can be honest and vulnerable with. We know that once things are in the light, we're not doing this alone. So, Lord, I just thank you for family that we can do this with. Um, and I just um, I just want to pray a special blessing over our women, Lord, that you will just grant them patience, peace. Um, and, Lord, that you would just, uh, just remind them that they're not doing this alone. We're not doing this alone. Um, and so we just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys that all of that psalm 33 make sure you grab that study and prayer guide i can't wait to be back again at 11 o'clock next week we're going to be talking about more things that you're talking about if this was helpful or an encouragement to you i want to make sure you share it after you finish watching it um, that it may be a blessing to someone maybe on your friends list as well we love you we miss you but we're so thankful that we got to be gathered here together in a digital way through technology. We'll see you next Sunday. Yeah. Miss you guys.